Do you think the fans would be upset if we made the show about women? Uh, our fans? Yes. No. <laughs> oh come on! We the the, the 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 general audience? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably. Uh it feels good to be back, folks. Me. Welcome to another what? <laughs> Whoa, rewind a bit, sir. Are you, are you not wanting to be here doing this glorious thing? I'm I'm thrilled. <laughs> uh, I am bursting. Folks, don't let our tone dissuade you. We are happy to be here <laughs> doing this. We, the thing is, though, we are both fathers, and it is Tuesday. So <laughs> nine-ish. <laughs> nine-ish. Um, so, yeah, the, the parenthood is... This is a chore at times, uh, but <clears throat> as a push the times, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> push that to the side. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another exciting episode of the devil's do. I am your host, Carl duty with me as always is a man who can dust off 50 red Cobra ninjas at the drop of a hat. Mr. Drew Celestino. It's all that, uh, Japanese training I did. Yes. Can't talk about it. Can't No. No. Bow of silence and whatnot. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah. Got a special treat for you this week, folks. We have a, a guest ish. <laughs> and I don't think we really call him a guest. Airfinger quotes. He's just kind of part of the family, the, the Devil's Due family. Mr. J. Gelsomino is here with us. I'm the guy on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on the couch that doesn't leave. And, and, and I'd like to show I am vaccinated. We oh, he's got his empire card. I got my yeah. empire card. We appreciate that. Until 10, 20, 21 at 12, 11 to 11 59. And then it expires. I think that's so after my, that. I'm dead. I think mine you know, probably expires. I can't October go to tops well. at 12 o'clock that night. Cause I'll get COVID. Uh, at tops. Probably. It, it, Not a Wegmans. No, <laughs> no, your audience. They, um, they have re not re there is the mask mandate back at Wegmans or it's a strong, it's a strong suggestion. Please yes. put on a mask. Yeah. Mm. Ironic. We since they were uh, pretty much against them when the things, when things first started. Yeah. So funny folks, how that changes around. Yeah. Anyway, folks, anyway. as you know, the uh, Delta airlines has gotten in the COVID vi- business and business is booming. Did you see the so sign? Do us, do us a favor. Get, get the vaccine. Yes, please. And, you know, wear a mask when common sense tells you you should wear a mask. And then get it again. You're, you're, get, 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 that, <laughs> get that booster. Yeah. Trying to find the, uh, where's the... Uh, it's, it's gold. It's booster gold. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. You were telling me that it was booster gold. I'd get it right now and inject myself. Uh, I can't find it. But anyway, there was that great graphic from like a baseball game or something where Delta Airlines has a a banner up in the in the building. Yeah. And it says like... Oh, uh, what does it say? Jay, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. You do. We're all going to sit here and try to figure it out. I'm not uh, looking for it. So while they're looking for it, folks, um, I know it's been a hot minute it. it's since a meme. we've done an episode. Uh, life kind of finds a way to keep us apart from you. We do apologize for that. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna come at you with a lot of fun goodness tonight. Uh, quick preview. You're getting two duty top five lists tonight because it's been so long. Want to give you a little something extra. You guys, I found guys the picture. Do? Delta back in the stands, back out in the world. <laughs> Boy, is it. sure is. Way to go, Delta. Uh, fly the friendly skies right to heaven. <laughs> so, Drew, 
as it has been, I believe, at least a month since our last episode. Um, how has your months been? <laughs> uh in in the immortal words of Luke Skywalker, same as always. <laughs> <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um just hashtag dad life, pretty much. Yeah. Uh yeah. 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 We're all dads here. Yeah. And we all love our kids. This, Don't this get is, us wrong. This is the understood, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just around the table. <laughs> I got two. <laughs> <laughs> and <So>. a record. <laughs> Well, whose no. fault is that? <laughs> <sighs> well, stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> in any case, uh, you know, things are good. Dude's uh, talking more and more. He's uh, yeah. super into Boba Fett at the moment, which is kind of funny. Cool. Um, and that's uh, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely dipping my toe into the gaming waters again. I'm playing Skyward Sword for the Switch. It's been an interesting experience revisiting that game. Um, so much DNA of Breath of the Wild was born in Skyward Sword, and we yep. didn't know it at the, at the time. But in playing Skyward Sword, it's fascinating because everything that uh, it it gave birth to in Breath of the Wild is done far better in Breath of the Wild. Gotcha. Um, it's not that Skyward Sword is a bad game; it's a beautifully designed game. And like it's 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 good, and right. yet. You play it and you're just waiting for it to like, when does it get, when does it get good? It's like, the when? Iron Man three of the Zelda franchise. Is that what you're saying? No, cause I like Iron Man three. It, it, it's is just it Thor, the dark world of the Iron Man franchise. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, you're just, you're just waiting for it to like get going. Like, okay, when does this get so going? So it's the Zack Snyder's justice league of the Zelda franchise. No, it's better than that. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it just, it, it's all very, you know, it's all very well and good. It's perfectly cromulent. But as you're, pl- I mean, I'm looking at my playtime and I'm like eight hours into it and I'm thinking, I don't feel like I've done anything in this game. Like, I know you're. When med- does this get going? You mentioned to me that the <clears throat> the initial prologue very lengthy takes a truck to get through. It's the, probably the lengthiest prologue in any Zelda game. Okay, and all that's right. to its detriment. And then even after you get going, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going, and I'm still wondering, yeah. when does this get going? Yeah. So, um, in any case, I've been doing that. Um, also, oh, I, I, I got a deal and I could not say no to, uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition for PlayStation 4. So Uh I have that. So I fired that up recently. Um, the changes to Mass Effect 1 so far are neg, I'm air quoting negligible. Um, Still my favorite of this of the franchise so far. Just wait, Jabba's gonna show up. Uh what? <laughs> J- Jabba? The special edition. Oh no, 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 no. No, they didn't do that. But uh no, it's it's good. And um I just love that world so much, so very much. Mass Effect is awesome. And, and the funny thing is, in reading some of the early game codex of Mass Effect, the first one, and just the general vibe of it but but specifically reading certain passages in the codex i'm reading things that are like red big red flags and i and i, I just went oh my god the the writers of the expanse had to be mass effect fans <laughs> they had to be because there are there are things referenced in the codex of mass effect that's like that happens in the expanse like I, like i could point to it so been kind of fun i'm still in book six of that um but 
it's been slowed down a bit by just things happening recently and whatnot games and you know all that but i'm still trucking through uh had my uh had my birthday that was fine we don't have to say much else about that and the yeah that's that's it that's it um that's a month or two we're not having game night we haven't having game night we're making a nice progression through uh the, the the red skull campaign rise of the champion. red skull marvel champion so this is like your first like extended foray into marvel champion yeah now with the exception of this past friday where i screwed up my deck dad, was a mess <laughs> i didn't notice your deck was two <laughs> times the size of everyone else's deck. with everyone else with wrong yeah. character cards um uh had had that not happened i would probably would but it would have been firing off at a good yeah. clip so but we've been playing the game for a couple weeks in a row now what are like how are you liking the game it's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, once you, especially having done several iterations of the same character now playing a campaign, yeah. I know what cards I want to try and get out, how they chain together, you know, what, what I can do. And that just changes everything. Like, I mean, go figure knowing how to play the game makes it better, you know? <laughs> so no, it's a good game. Sweet. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, Jay, how's your years been? Jay? How have your years been? <laughs> <My> years been? <laughs> But it's been a couple of years since we had you on. In, how, in physical house, form. House things. Buying a house. You are buying a house. I will be moving next week. It's your third. It's third. Man. Baller over here. Trilogy. Trilogy. <laughs> don't be Rise Hopefully of, this is better than Jaws be, 3D. I hope this is better than Rise of Skywalker. Don't be Godfather 3. No. Even though I like that one. It's got its moments. It's, well, it's got oh. many moments and then they shoot Sophia Coppola, and that's that's a moment necessary. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, Budokan Gelsomino Hall will be opening in a week. Yes. Um, yes. With the finished basement, so it'll be nice and carpeted for everybody's delight. Um, the kids are still alive. The dogs are alive. <laughs> I work. Good on you. <laughs> in a basement, not finished. Yeah, I've seen the Zoom the, calls. Yes. <laughs> Uh, my wife's wreath business has taken over the basement, but luckily in the new house, she will have her own fourth. The fourth bedroom will now be a wreathium wreathium. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's been life. Cool. Sitting in a basement eight hours a day. All next right. My comic books. Have you read any of them? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I tried the other day. I got through a couple issues of old Batman, not old Batman, but eight issues behind Batman. <laughs> And I got a stack about yay high, just unread, yep. to go along with the stack that's been sitting at uh, Collector's Inn for the last month and a half that I haven't picked up either. So, Yeah, stop yeah. doing that, Shops. That's not nice. I don't like doing it. It's not something I'm proud of, but time is... I get you. It's easy when you can dump off one kid, <laughs> two kids. Good luck. Uh. Oh, yeah, I had to sell the Billy Joel tickets. Eh... It's Samantha. He's like Samantha's favorite artist, but we're just like, there's way too many people at this thing. And yeah, there's, yeah. I don't trust folk right now. No, probably shouldn't. No, I'm, I'm guessing. Plus it's the same week we're moving in. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. that's a lot. That's a yeah. Lot. I don't care if the, how the new house is like walk-in ready. Like we paid for walk-in ready. <laughs> Cause if anybody out there knows about the housing market, it's a joy. <laughs> You overpaid 50, 
Want to pay $50,000 over asking price? You can do that. You will? No, you can? You, you did. You, you will. <laughs> I certainly did. Um, I got 40000 over asking price for my house, so it kind of balanced out. Thinking the way things are going, AEW in September, toss a coin. It's ha- it'll, ha- it'll happen. Okay. It's up to you if you want to go to it. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Oh, the Rochester show? Yes. Yeah. The debut of nobody. Uh, Nobody's going to show up. Not, not, they're going to mess with everybody. They're not going to debut anybody, but it's, I mean, it's going to be a show. <laughs> Dark Order is going to be there. I'm sure they'll do something for Brody. Oh, yeah. It's Tuesday. Right. You know what that means? It's, it means it's not. I, it means it's not Wednesday. I can't. I can't. It hit. It means it's AW Dark. When, I, with the when JR did it's Wednesday. You know what that means? They do it every it week. Went right to the dark, but it yeah. went right to the Dark Order coming out. I'm like, yeah. Why? Why must you just destroy my emotions, AEW? I'm just happy that they still honor Exist. the man. Well, that they. I still was going to say, just AEW existing is good enough. I, I don't think you have to worry about that for a while. I think they're <laughs> yeah, con I, money. I think, I, money. <laughs> I think they're just fine. Much, so, much, much the, to the dismay of the uh, WWE uh, fandom cult on Twitter. It's not competition, according to Vince. Oh yeah, except when it is, right? <laughs> We can get in that in a little bit. Sure. I have thoughts as a, as a rookie wrestling fan. Uh, but dear listeners, that well, how was, was your weeks. Um, pretty much the same as Drew. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Not, not <laughs> so, um, replace uh, Breath of the Wild with Streets of Rage 4 downloadable content, which is amazing. The things they throw in there to use as a weapon, just fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Not not a like, ton of... Got landscaping done and whatnot, and it's... Ridiculous amount of money to pay for dirt, rocks, and plants, but, you know. We're going to try to keep up on the new house. <laughs> this last house, we just let it go to heck. Uh, all right. Bad homeowners. Dear listeners, those were our weeks. If you'd like to tell us about your weeks, you can do so at the following social media locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash devil's do pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. Drew, that being said, we do have an email from Mr. J sent all the way back in uh, June 30th. Are you going to make him read it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make him read it. JD got it. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me go to my scent. Okay. I'll go back. I mean, a lot of these are emails to, Oh, there we go. Questions of the week. Yeah. Um, do we go to the top five or the questions? We go to the questions because, okay. folks, we got two top five lists for you <clears throat> after the questions. Drew slash Carl. Hi. Hi. What one thing would you change to AEW to make it more enjoyable to you personally? Um, uh, uh, one thing? Go first? You go first. I, 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 I could rattle up a list. Um more time for the women and i don't say that as like ooh, pretty ladies no I, <laughs> no um i think like for a while the women's division was going in the right direction now it seems like over the past month it's kind of going in the wrong direction again like you had nyla versus Britt. who who's the who's the face here who's the heel here i don't you know i don't quite see what's what um like Britt, fantastic she's obviously very over and uh she you know, deservedly so. But like right now, I was talking about this with Drew. It feels like there's no alpha face for the female division. 
Like there's no clear cut face contender for Brits title. Um, I loved Sheeta as champion, but they didn't do anything with her story wise. She's an amazing in ring performer. She's got a lot of great skills, but never really did anything with her story wise. So I think the women's division has got so much talent there and they really need to be giving them more time like they were doing up until like the last month or so. Of course now Brit has broken wrist, but she worked through it. She's working yeah. through it. We'll see. Uh, so just real quick that that would be my more more time for the women. Like more time on dynamite. Oh, they'll get the hour of rampage. I'm sure they'll fit a woman's match into there. I hope so. Omega wants rampage to be more women focused. So we'll see if that well, pans it's, out. It's it's what he's booking. Yeah. He's the main booker of the women's division, so of course he's gonna want I trust Kenny Omega. He's I, never I, let me. He's never steered me wrong in the years I have been watching that man perform the art of wrestling. Drew, um, Duken's in the ring. Did uh, one thing. I mean, I could nitpick a lot of things, but again, as a fan, none of it really is enough to dissuade me from loving the the, the company and the product because right. I, I do. It's like I look forward to Wednesdays every week. Uh, one thing. Um, please take Jr. away forever <laughs> he can do those sit down segments every once in a while for a, something air quotes important right. but i don't want to hear him ever again on commentary i i don't disagree with time that. has passed him by carl yeah. carl are you excited to go to wwe dynamite in september mm. <laughs> jim ross sure was <sighs> i will tell you right now he is a main reason I stopped watching AEW for a while. And that's from me who will watch anything not WWE. Yes, I, I, I could not. I cannot. St- and I will listen. To, I listen to his podcast still. I like that show because it's reminiscing about old stuff. And I don't have yeah. to hear him try to talk about the new stuff because the first 10 minutes of the show when he talks about new stuff, he's half sitting there burying AEW. That's what I'm saying. The people yeah. who are paying yeah. you to talk. Yeah. He, Go he, away, old man. Tony Schiavone is doing quite fine with Excalibur. Yes. Use Big Show, Mark Henry, anybody else. Taz. I'd be, I'd be fine with Taz in a more prominent role. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Jay. There are times where I think Excalibur just makes up names for moves. Yes. I'm sure he does, but I'm like, there's sometimes you just have to have like, you just made that up right now, didn't you? <laughs> Marks like me don't know any better. <laughs> You you need some old grainy ROH DVDs from 2005, and I can give you those. <laughs> and you will hear words that you didn't know existed. <laughs> that's honestly that's really it. Oh, that and um, anything Cody's doing, I just don't care. This is where Drew and I differ very much because Drew hates Cody. Here's the thing: I I, actually, them. right now, I'm very interested in what Cody's doing because Malachi Black is kicking him in the face. <laughs> yes, weekly, <laughs> weekly. I'm here for that, and I don't have a problem with Cody. I think he's perfectly fine. Never, never puts on a bad match. No, Always. he doesn't. He doesn't put on a bad match. He will also never give you a great match. Sometimes he, that's enough. I, three-star Cody is a thing. It was a thing before AEW became a thing. Three-star given, given his position in the company, it would be very easy to abuse that power. No. Like, when's the last time he headlined a show? He doesn't. Which is fine. I, I And I commend him. For, I will commend Cody for that. It's because of Cody, we have Eddie Kingston in AEW oh, God. because it put him over so much in the in the match oh, he had with him. Go, go, just 
find some YouTube time and just go back and watch him and Chris Hero have their little spat in CZW. Oh, it's beautiful. Because Chris Hero is a wrestling genius. Cody's not my... Eddie Kingston is a psychopath. (laughs) Cody's not my number one, but I, I don't have any problem with him. I'm in the camp of I don't... I don't have a problem with Cody. In fact, I loved his time Bullet Club when he was Indie Cody. I liked Indie Cody. I just don't care what he does anymore. He's just a guy on the screen doing some stuff. Cool. Okay. And he's going to make sure you know that he's doing the stuff. And if he's getting guys over, fine. He's just there to me. Yeah. Like everybody... Not everybody. Majority of people right now who are big time over in AEW is like they had like a real like one of those first stepping stones to that in AEW was a highlight match with Cody. Like I said, he's fine. Yeah. He's perfectly fine. It's all downhill once he got that tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) We were together. That was the last real time I think there was a grouping of wrestling viewing. Shocked. And we all looked at that and went What? 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 Did he get like I thought I legitimately thought he got hurt and cut himself. Shaving or something. I think we all had the same reaction. Like, did he? Is, is that just for the match? And we, and we all kind of asked. It wasn't like, coming off. We were all like, "Oh, it's real." <laughs> <laughs> like, please let this sweat off within five minutes. Yep. Like, Sting's makeup. Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. Nope. Yep. All right. Next question. Okay, for Carl. Yes, sir. Kind of going with the moving theme here. Yes. I will be moving to NT area soon. What local food places can you recommend? Right off the top of my head, Twin City Deli. Um, it is on Main Street in NT amazing sandwiches okay uh we've had them a couple times for game night get the french dip and get the cubano yeah delicious twin city deli twin city deli anything else how about chinese food um because there's a greasy there's like a really greasy looking place about two blocks away from the house there's a couple different places they're all about the same quality they're par for chinese takeout so, yeah. okay. um, Joe's pizza, good, uh, New York style by the slice. That's the one near the tops near the river. Correct. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've had the, I've had their stuff before from the one near the tops in, on Grant. Yeah. So status. if you're familiar with Zeddy's, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. Zeddy's, um, yeah, good pizza. Uh, I'm trying to think what else, but yeah, Twin City Deli, a number one, check it out. Noted. Thank you. Sure. Zagats with Carl. <laughs> or Zagats. Zagats. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. I like it. Drew. Hi. Back to wrestling a little bit. Yes. What Nintendo character would you casually rip off as your gimmick to work as a luchador in Mexico? <laughs> um, Like Super super Waluigi or like, well, rest in peace, Super Porky. Um. I would be uh, uh, Super Samus. No, well, no. Zero pants Samus. Zero. <laughs> uh, just, just call me. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, a, of, a, of, a, of the luchador name I want to go with here. Um, I'm blanking here. Just Psy- give us the character, <laughs> Psycho Luigi Junior. <laughs> that's my luchador name how would the mask be just green with the fake mustache coming off of it exactly 
with the hat knitted on to yeah, it. Yeah, you, you know it. The Curry Man. Yes, more or less. <laughs> Carl, you're familiar with Curry Man? I'm not. Him and Christopher Daniels have never been seen at the same place at the same time. It's just unfortunate that they didn't, they've never met. Okay. He's, right. he's hot. He's spicy. <laughs> he tastes great. <laughs> All right. Good times. Was that the only email? Yeah. Jay from a month ago. <laughs> Jay from a month ago. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's, for some reason, unless we let the people know. Um, as, a, as, as an avid listener, yes. Yeah, some heads up sometimes is nice because we never know when you guys are going to record, which <laughs> then falls onto us, other listeners. We should just always be sending questions. Legit. See? Sp- Jay spitting truth. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take blame. So, Jay, in your email, you did send a request for a top five. I did. What mm. What is the request for the top five? <clears throat> Drew's top five things he hates ranking. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be next week. <laughs> top five for Carl. Carl, top five deaths in the Jaws franchise. So let me clarify, because I already realized the mistake I could have made. Well, not sharks. See, did I not clarify and you went with the you sharks? You didn't. You didn't. It's okay. It's okay. Because I thought I was going a little meta with that. I was like, ooh, he's probably thinking, you know, Brody child, little Kittner, dork. Pippet. Um, Pippet. Yeah. I still have a theory that Pippet's not dead. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, sitting here like, you Jaws idiots. <laughs> so. It's fine. It's fine. I haven't read The Expanse, so fine. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only Expanse nerd sitting at this table, so it's fine. I speak into the void. All right, so our first top five list for Mr. J.J. Alcimino. Top five (laughs) deaths in the Jaws franchise. Number five, the first shark death in Jaws 3. Baby shark. The death of the baby shark? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's number five because it went out in a fish tank. Yeah, he kind of... Glorified fish tank. It just went belly up. So... I mean, it's sad because it was unavoidable, but, you know, sharks not kept in captivity for a reason. Number four, we're going the, uh, the classic Jaws one death of the shark. Okay. The smile, you son of a bee shooting the air tank in the mouth. Make shark go boom. Us, Chief Brody and Ellen Brody saw. Yes. <laughs> Ellen Brody saw Drew, Drew psychically. We've, we've really got to get you clued in on jaws two through four. You think, you think the expanse is some deep sci-fi <laughs> stuff. You have we've no got, idea. We've got sharks and voodoo, sir. Voodoo. You say take, oh, voodoo. Take a step into the van people verse. <laughs> <laughs> I got a double spit take. I, no, I, I, I did not. I, I was not even drinking. You got Jay oh, though. Man. Academy Award watcher Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> okay, so oh wow, the number three death and Jaws, uh, the shark and Jaws two. Oh, he went out electrocuted. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was two faced for the entire movie. Two faced shark. Then bites down a power cable that doesn't electrocute anyone else <laughs> who's in the water or what. Um, okay, so number two, 
the the dang shark's mother from Jaws three, Mama Shark. The that's the grenade. Yeah, yeah. Dude bit down on a grenade. They didn't try and disguise it as an air tank. No, no. They went legit grenade. To the to the point of Dennis Quaid's strength to be able to bend a metal pipe yes. underwater to hook that grenade. Listen, Dennis Quaid strength Drew has is legendary. checked out, by the way. Go on. <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some drama at the animal shelter, so go on. All right. Uh, and, of course, the number one death in Jaws franchise, the death of the shark in Jaws 4, the neck-stabbing death of the shark Next. in Jaws 4. Now, wait a minute. Neck yes. stabbing with the boat. It was stabbed in both. Hold on. The ending is the same technically. Non explosion. Non explosion. Non explosion. Okay. You Again, see, Drew, we'll bring you when you speed. stab a shark in the neck with a boat. I haven't seen Jaws the Revenge since I was like six. So they can I haven't seen Jaws Revenge since three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> They can sometimes combust. Well, maybe it was the oxygen tank in there still. No, no. It was the psychic powers of Ellen Brody. Okay. Because that's a thing. Yeah. You've got, here's your list of psychics. You know what? Jean Grey, Professor X, Ellen Brody. Yeah, you've lost me. I mean, we'll find you again. Don't worry. I, I hope Michael Caine's house that he bought was beautiful. Mario Van Peebles cleaned it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's currently squatting in. <laughs> Mario Van Peebles with a fantastic Caribbean accent, mind you. Yes. Listen, peak, peak Peebles, peak. New Jack City. New Jack City. No, Jaws Revenge, then New Jack City, then Solo. <laughs> so, oh, that's a, that's a that HBO deep cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I know my peebs. I appreciate that. Fu- funny foreshadowing oh, huh? of, of coming conversation. Um, okay. So no, um, no Sean Brody. Nope. No banana boat woman. Sharks. Just sharks. Did the sharks. I know what I'm sending next time. <clears throat> no upside down helicopter man with the cool beard. Nope. Sharks. Sharks. Movie's called Jaws, not Eaten. But they went into their jaws. Yeah. Sometimes boats went into their jaws too. You saw what happened there. Okay. So Cage, cage goes in the mouth. <laughs> Nick Cage. Whoa. <laughs> Swinging big. I would watch that Jaws 5. <laughs> or Jaws. Cage or, goes in the water. I'm Cage. <laughs> or Jaws remake. Nick Cage is Quint. Let's go find some rockets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's on Alcatraz. Jaws is in Alcatraz? Yes. Jaws is in Alcatraz. I'm in. Let's go. Kidnapped a whole bunch of tourists. Jaws Catraz. Why not? Let's go. Okay. So we have another uh, top five list, which is kind of leads into probably one of our first uh, points of conversation for the evening. Top five toy packaging. Classic toy packaging encompassing the packaging itself, the artwork on the package, mm-hmm. the design of the package, things like that. Who's top five? My top five. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good. It's duty top five. Duty top five double header. Wait. 
given the people so much because we've been gone for so long. It's a lot of duty. A lot of duty. Getting it all over you. <laughs> Stacks. I'm probably training a kid right now. I have to die. This, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is not new for me. Okay. Number five. Classic 1977 to 1985 Kenner Star Wars. Great card backs that that classic piping going around the border of the package of the figures and the vehicles um, going from the, the R and the W and the S and the the other, the W, the letters. Yes, yes. Going all around back. Just clean, well-presented, showed you what you were getting. Um, further down on the list because, and to be maybe admired, um, on the vehicles, there wasn't artwork per se, they just kind of showed the toy. Now, the scenes they showed the toy in were always kind of cool. Good luck recreating those. But, still, kind of classic package. Okay. Number four. Another Kenner entry into the list. Kenner Superpowers. Mm. Really popped off the shelf yellow blue the star explosion behind mm-hmm. the superpowers mm-hmm. logo really like great artwork of the character i'm pretty sure jack card. kirby did those very possible um the the vehicles or the playsets always had great artwork in them and just really it really really popped off really the first one that i can remember they use like kind of bright are you both just looking up what the packages look yes, like on absolutely your okay this dark side is 140 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so number four uh superpowers okay no objections is lovely i must say yeah number three transformers Classic Transformers. G1. G1 Transformers. 1985, 6, I think they debuted till the end of the initial run. Um, Great 80s, iconic 80s look to it. So many, so many Toys R Us tantrums to get those. The (laughs) grid, the grid that was laid over either the color, the fading black to color background. It was like fading black to red of Autobots fading black to purple Decepticons fantastic character depiction artwork and I say that because like it was it was really cool looking back on it because the artwork depicted what the toy looked like it didn't go by the like cartoon show artwork so you got a real dynamic depiction of what the actual toy was going to look like Um, so yeah really great there number two G.I. Joe. Number two. Number two. Okay. Go on. Um, I mean, what can what can you say? You've got like you we all remember walking down the aisle of Toys R Us and just explosions and explosions and explosions just bursting off the shelf. Yes. That classic explosion background, and then you had the great artwork of the character or vehicle of what you were getting. Always fantastic. Wasn't crazy when they went to the kind of digitized explosion. Oh, I, liked, I liked it. Nah, I wasn't crazy about it. I liked the classic. Give me, you know, flames. It was the eighties, man. You had to get- yeah, I know, no. I get you. I get you. Predator was in vogue, you know. Right, right, right. When did they switch to that? When? Uh, that was fairly early on. Wave three or four, maybe. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, 
explosion background, great artwork on the front, good depiction of what you were getting on the back. Really, you, you did not, you knew you were in the G.I. Joe aisle when, when you walked down it. Uh, number one, Masters of the Universe. Mm. Not so much for the figures themselves, because there wasn't really a ton of artwork on the car backs for the figures, although still strong color presence, the exploding rocks, the big epic logo. The figure packaging was very smart because it made the figure look bigger than life because the pet, the car backs for the figures are relatively small. Yeah. What gets it is the vehicles and play sets because there was just like legit painting artwork sure. on those things. And it was to this day holds up as being absolutely incredible. So yeah. Respectable top five. Ninja Turtles might have made it way. Yeah. You, there. you yeah. know what? Ninja Turtles was in there, but superpowers knocked it out. I didn't. The Turtles packaging wasn't all that great. I think it was the logo. Just I'm, because it. Well, it was another packaging that really popped off the shelves because it was bright. You know, again, like kind of like a yellow base color for it. Um, so it really made a pop. And but yeah, superpowers just cleaner design than the uh, the Turtles. Uh, so yeah, so what, what kind of brought about that list was over the past couple weeks, I have watched through numerous times, the new Netflix masters of the universe revelation show. And you're not here to complain about it, folks. (laughs) I'm not here to bury Caesar, but to praise him. (laughs) (laughs) If you, here's the thing, like if you've grown, if you are of our generation who grew up with He-Man it's a great show. It's a legitimately good show. Now, obviously, there's been a lot in the press about fans, air finger quotes, complaining that Kevin Smith, who's the showrunner, took it and took He-Man out of the equation and made the show about Tila. All right, let me address that. That statement at its core is not incorrect. The five episodes that exist right now are predominantly about Tila and what she is going through because this is the first five episodes of a larger continual story. So you're getting like the first chapter of this bigger story. And yes, it is very Tila centric. And no, that is not bad thing because they're telling a good story it's really enjoyable orco is the heart and soul of the story and orco got me to cry i hated orco this one traditionally make, <laughs> i haven't seen the new one not gonna fault you this would make you like really enjoy because first off the voice actor nailed it okay came with thunder um and it's just, it's really good. He-Man's in it. The first episode is essentially a love letter to every He-Man fan out there. And then through episodes two through five, it begins to tell a larger story. And I've noticed that Netflix has done this a lot with the 80s 
properties that they're adapting. Like they did it with Voltron. Voltron is eight seasons. And I use the term seasons kind of fast and loose because some seasons were like five episodes. Some seasons were eight episodes, but they told a continual story throughout and it was amazing. And in my opinion, it was better than the original. You and I were discussing drew, um, that, I think a lot of fans are kind of remembering the original with very rose colored glasses of nostalgia and youth because the original show, while great when you're a kid, it's great when you're a kid, but like, yeah, it's great when you're a kid in the eighties, you've got a show where your protagonist cannot punch anyone, cannot use his sword Mm -hmm. for combat. And so it's like, yeah, and they there's very deep cuts throughout the show that fans of the franchise I think will really appreciate. Two specific callbacks to live action movie, mm. which I love. Um, so yeah, it's really good. So now I see I've watched through this multiple times because I watched it the first time with William, and he loved. He fell in love with it too. Now it's, can we watch He-Man? Can we watch He-Man? Can we watch He-Man? I'm like, yes. Yes, we can. This is Frank Langella. You will worship him. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't shown him the live action one yet. Probably a Just little show sc- him the beginning and then turn it off. <laughs> Probably a little scary for a kid. Um, but, you know, having grown up in when we did, loving things we do, you know, <laughs> He-Man's, G.I. Joe, Transformers, things like that. You know, the opportunity was there to kind of share that love with my son on multiple levels. And one of those levels is interaction through the toys. And I remember numerous, you know, throughout over the past year or so, numerous trips to Target, they have a new series out of He-Man action figures called the Origin Series. Mm -hmm. And these are figures done in the classic design, but better. So, like, if you remember the classic figures, you had, you know, the arms just had forwards and backwards. Those were your choices. Keep doing that. Yep. <laughs> forwards, <laughs> forwards and backwards <laughs> as I move them like they do. Um, the legs moved a little bit, and, you know, you had the thunder was, punch action yeah. on the waist. These new ones are designed in the same scale, roughly the same appearance. Packaging is the same as the classic much more articulated. Uh, you have the arms rotate at the shoulders. You have elbow joints, wrist joints, knee and ankle joints, and the legs can move more. And they're just, they're really cool. So I was able to go out and get him He-Man and Skeletor. And he loves them. He plays with them all the time. And like, I'm like, would you like some more of these? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, you know, for, you know, he's starting to lose teeth. So I figure, you know, that'll kind of be a, you know, tooth out thing. But I went to try and find other figures. And um, I'll tell you guys, unless I was looking for He-Man Skeletor, I was paddling upstream without a boat. It was just, is ridiculous. And the thing is like, when you go to, because our only choices right now are big box stores, your targets, your Walmarts, um, or Amazon. Um, there are some smaller local toy stores. Uh, there's one in particular that I really enjoy that I 
enjoy taking William to. It's called That 80s Toy Shop because That 80s Toy Shop has things for both collectors and for kids. But like I'm walking into Target and Walmart and I'm going up and down these aisles and there's either just like one or two He-Man and Skeletor figures or just empty pegs. And this isn't like, I'm not going the day after Black Friday. They're always like that. This is like... I've noticed that as well. Going going to Target or Walmart or whatever, I try not to go well, but whatever, I digress. Even before I was looking for toys for Grant, I I would just be at Target like, hey, let me look. Let me see what, I don't know, whatever. I'm I'm a a nerd, I'm a geek. Let me see what they got. I, I am astounded by the empty shelf space in the toy section. Right. Like, dude, that's a that is a box store. Shelf space is at a premium. Yeah. And they have empty space sitting there. It, like, where are the toys? How do people how do they expect anyone to find this stuff to yeah. buy it if you don't have it? The only things that are loaded up are the Lego sections and the Disney spots. Yeah. That's it. Because everything else is a bunch of empty stuff and then twelve um Rusev uh WWE, WWE figures. figures. <laughs> yeah. Not Miro. <laughs> Not Miro. Rusev. <laughs> He's God's favorite champion. Um, well, what? And then I've been the like things you can do in a tank. Yeah, <clears throat> <clears throat> I've I've been looking into this a little bit, and you know, I sent Drew a video earlier today, and this is there's two parties at fault here. One party at fault is collectors, because collectors, and they are in this particular instance, I think they're of lesser fault than the other party collectors find out when something is coming out of the store and they go to get it and they just buy it all. So it's either the collectors or in some cases, the store staff buying it before it goes on the shelf. Effectively, you're talking about toy scalpers. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Or just legitimate collectors, people who collect they, toys. They can dabble in both. And they can dabble in both. Yeah. Um, the other culprit, the one that's more, holds more blame in this is the toy companies because they're just not producing volume necessary to meet demand. And when I say not producing volume necessary to meet demand, I mean, they are grossly underproducing volume to meet demand. And you mentioned things like, you know, things you can find Disney Lego, because those companies are smart. Know that you have to have product on the shelf to be able to, Sell product, you know, sell product. <laughs> so, what? Why do they do this? I don't know. What's their end game? To like, not make toys? Like, I don't get it. I get that the prior to the pandemic, demand for toys was probably as as low as it's ever been. Yeah, but this is this is yeah. This goes beyond a year. We're talking no, no, five, ten years now. No, I get that, and. You know, but even still, it's like, yes, there is a demand there from collectors, but there is still a demand for kids. And like, my son wants a man at arms figure. I'm not looking for like the Comic-Con variant of man at arms with, you know, option of either mustache or no mustache. Team mustache all the way. Oh, absolutely. I just want the origins man in arms figure and right now my option for getting that is going to amazon and paying like 30 bucks for it 
twice Emma, twice of what the retail sticker is for. so is it one of two things then are they just are these toy companies subsidiaries of bigger companies that just don't care Tasbro, or, man or they're the biggest toy company there is but or, he-man is done by mattel which is still not under hasbro well, they're, they're both guilty then. yeah or is it they just know they're going to get the collector buying the 130 dollars special edition we'll make our money there whatever we sell we sell cool i i mean i think that's definitely part of it but also at the same time when you think of like you know because drew your son is really into star wars right now yes so you do not have a hard time necessarily finding star wars toys Eh, i i can't go to target right now and get him a mando toy right and that's what he's into right now right or or a boba fett right like you would think the hot characters that are always hot characters. Yeah. Just keep those on the shelf. Just have a yeah. stockpile of them at all times. Give me a peg of Boba Fett's on the shelf. Always. Or, Va- yeah. or Vader or, or Mando or whatever, because Since, there's yeah. going to be, there's a million kids out there that are probably watching it going like, give me that toy. And their parents are going to be like, okay, let's go get that toy. Yeah. Hey, look, we got one. And the, the other thing I've noticed with star Wars is that like when we were kids, there was the Star Wars toy line. There's a zillion that of them now. It. There's like 15 different lines yeah, with Star I, Wars. I've been browsing it on Amazon and I found like there's there's variant there's all these different variants of 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 lines and I'm like I I, I don't know. Give me the one that's the not super expensive that a kid yeah. can play with. <laughs> it's, Give me that useless piece of plastic exactly. for 9.99. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, I got Megator. <laughs> I needed Mega T. That's <laughs> His, his index finger is slightly crooked. <laughs> slightly cruxed. Each crux of the finger is nine ninety five to you, sir. Uh, oh, I wish it was only nine ninety five. Um, but I bought uh, so spoilers for Grant's birthday. Right. I bought him uh, the start. Going back to the to the lines. There's the black label. There's yeah. like I, I I don't know. And there's like ten other ones. I got him the Star Wars toy box versions. Uh, it's a, these are cool, yeah. by the way. They have a cool style. Um, right. Ages born. Slightly kind of toony. Yeah, 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 bit. yeah. Yeah. But cool. Cool looking. Right. Yeah. So I got him uh, Boba Fett and Mando. Right. And they were $25 each for a child's four and up toy. Yeah. $25 each. Here's the thing. Like, Didn't put no bourbon in it or anything? <laughs> <laughs> No. Nice. Wait, like a normal, like Yeah. Off the off the rack. Yeah. It's not a does, it's not like a will bend in. He's got, he's got some articu- bend. He's got yeah. some articulation. He has one accessory. $25. Here's the thing with that though. Like the I'm toy so box. Jake just wants Legos right now. The toy box. Because yeah, they're so affordable. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing though. But like Jay was alluding to earlier. Yeah, you're paying it because we've, as you know, we've dipped in a Lego over the pandemic. Yes, My whole family. Yes, yes. My wife has a serious Lego problem. <laughs> Every time we walk into the Lego store at the Galleria Mall, I know I'm dropping at least a hundred bucks between my wife and my son. I know I'm. T- now I say that, and there is a Boba Fett helmet at home waiting for yes. me to assemble. Yes. Um, Don't let Grant see it. But here's the thing: like, yeah, Jay's paying a little bit more, but he can also find product yeah right 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 i'm, I'm if, scrounging if, 
if he cannot find it at one store, he's probably going to find it at either another store or he'll be able to order it online at retail. Now, if he wants, I've noticed like with Lego, with anything else, there is a collector's market. If you want older Lego sets, like when we first got into it, there wasn't any like real classic Star Wars stuff available. Like I just want like a TIE fighter yeah, or an X-Wing. Right, right, right. That, that's, the boat, that's the boat I'm in. Give me the basic then, stuff. Yeah. Jake just finished putting together the TIE fighter. Yeah. Almost. Then he tried to put the wing on and it fell apart. No. He was not happy. He must have missed a piece. Oh, he missed. Didn't miss the floor. <laughs> Tantrum but, didn't. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay. But I've noticed like with Lego, they reissue those classic things every once in a while. So they keep them in relative because they just reissued the TIE Fighter and the X-Wing like just a couple months ago. So you can go get a TIE Fighter and X-Wing right now for Lego if you want. And they keep their stock readily available. There is a collector's market for the older stuff that if you want to get like, you know, the Lego Death Star right now, you're probably paying double what the sticker price was because it's not available at standard retail right now. But like, again, going back to Star Wars, like I get there and like with He-Man, there's from what I can tell, there's two main lines going right now. There's the origins line, which is primarily from what I understand, primarily meant to reintroduce the property to a general buying audience. And then there is the line that they've introduced for the new show, the revelations line, which is different scale, different, you know, style of molding and whatnot, completely different. Um, but like, I get that there is a collector's market and as a business, there's money to be made there. And to a point you want to cater to that market. But at the same time, there's just as much money to be made for people looking for stuff. Like I get that kids are probably not playing with toys as long as they did when we were like, when I say as long, like as like, as they grow, kids are probably abandoning toys a little sooner than we did. But you can't tell me there's no demand there for kids like because I'm living with the demand right now. My yeah, son same. wants He-Man figures. Same. Your son wants Star Wars figures. Now, Jake, Jay, your son is a little older. What was kind of your experience with this as he was growing up? Did you experience it? Honestly, no. He's not a big figure playing. He likes he's he's more puzzle orientated. Right. So Legos have always been the thing. Okay. Now he has become engrossed in Star Wars. So luckily I don't have to worry about, like you said, supply and demand. Right. Went to the Lego store. It was his birthday. We're like, go nuts, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, to an extent. We, we, rain. <laughs> it was rained in because I had to convince him. He's going to walk up better. to you with an $800 deluxe Millennium Falcon. Yeah, we looked at the Millennium, <laughs> but we we also had to reason with him. Say, there was the eight, one of them was like eighty bucks. I don't remember yeah. what it was. It was the Walker? Maybe probably, probably the. Yeah. But and I had to explain to him. I mean, he's seven. I mean, he still yeah. doesn't understand control. <laughs> right. So I'm like, well, you can get these three smaller ones and have three smaller cool things to play with, or this one big thing. So we, we reasoned he got the three smaller things, but he's, that's a, but to go back to the point, he's, he's a Lego kid. He's yeah. now a star. 
he's not, he was never really big into like playing with figures like I was. Right. My God, the amount of Transformers, yeah. G.I. Joe's, WWF figures that I broke all of them. Boy, do I want that money back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was a different thing. It, you're and, right, because yeah. now he can play PlayStation. Yeah. And Drew, Drew and I were talking about this earlier is like, you know, obviously, you know, kids aren't as into toys as they were. It's not to say they're not into toys, but obviously they weren't into them as they were. And what, you know, obviously video games have a very big part of that because both are tools of fostering imagination. And so like the example that Drew and I were talking about earlier is like, okay, you could take an action figure and pretend you're swinging through the city as Spider-Man, or you can boot up the PS4 game and just see that in much more vibrant detail than what you can create with the toy. Now, Oh, he's, I think, and this is probably the problem. We don't like go to target very often and things like that. Right. I think if we did go the action figure route, I think he'd be all over that because he is with the Legos. Like this kid, this is another, this is another problem we have with him. He will pull everything apart. So Anakin speeder <laughs> is no longer Anakin speeder. It's some insane thing that this kid has just popped into his head. Yep. Nothing looks like what we bought it. <laughs> right. Nothing looks like the box art. <laughs> right. So I think if we threw figures in his face, he'd just be like, okay, I can yeah. come up with, he'll come up with a story for an hour and a half with, but it's also easy, you know, just like you said, just as simple, right. hit the little PlayStation button, go Lego star Wars, your little butt off. Yeah. But the thing I, I pointed out to Carl is like, and this is me an old man speaking there. A screen is just somehow less imaginative than playing with toys. Oh, it is. There's, and, there's a balance and it, and you just turn it off at the end of the day and then it's gone. Whereas when I have a toy, I have something I can look at and play with and mess with and fidget with and put it on the shelf and look at it all the time. Oh, and like, this is my biggest fear of packing Jacob's room, which we are doing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. All his Lego, everything he's made is on display. It's played with. Mm. Be very careful. Uh, yeah. You how we move this thing. Transport that stuff. The meltdown that will occur if something falls off will be epic. Yeah. 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 I think like, and obviously we can look back at our times as kids and be like, you know, well, we had another outlet available for procuring these items. We had Toys R Us. We had Child World KB Toy Stores. You know, we had big box toy stores and that just isn't an option anymore unless you're in Canada. Um, oh, that was the worst when they were going out of, when Toys R Us was going on visits. Jacob was just old enough to really get yeah. into going down the aisles and like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And a, just this pure sadness washed over me because I'm like, I remember doing this as a kid. Yeah. It was the biggest thrill. Let's go to mm -hmm. Toys R Us. Yeah. Let's, are there any more yellow cards for Contra left that I can run up to the front? To yep. do is Let's pull back. 15 Ninja Turtles of yep. Raphael Let's to see the, if they have Donatello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do the finger walk yep. down the the G.I. Joe figure rack. That mystique is gone, man. And I mourn it painfully because, like Jay said, it's it's a connection that we have, you know, not only 
it's not, not everybody may have this and I totally understand. And, and I'm sorry if you don't, but like, it's something that keeps me connected to my father was those experiences. And, you know, we joke about it on the show. Yes, I was very spoiled. So yes, my trips to Toys R Us were very numerous, but it was and about two carts and, and the duty family. <laughs> um, employees like, all duties are here. <laughs> <laughs> kids are eating tonight. <laughs> Ladies put my kids through college. <laughs> Um, but no, like, you know, having those experiences and predominantly, you know, a lot of times it was my father that took me and not being able to have that with my son is something that, you know, I, I mourn that I feel bad for. And granted, this is obviously very first world proposition. There are bigger, more important things to be concerned about, but you know, to me, I, I t- there are other podcasts for that. <laughs> for me, I just feel like, well, what, what, what is, what's Grant going to get nostalgic for later on? Browsing the the br- browsing the the Steam front front page, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's. I remember when I unlocked Red Hulk in Lego Star Wars when I was eight, or Lego yeah. Marvel Star Wars. Jesus. I'm tired. That that Jay, don't you know? Don't apologize. I mean, they're all you. The same. You and I know that crossover it's is co- inevitable. <laughs> hey, they came out with a you know Han Solo and Chewie with Rock and Groot comic. I'll get the first Wait, issue. No, I said oh, if, if, if they do. They, okay. Yeah. Thought we if you were anyway. Up. Anyway, um, yeah, but, I don't know. Like I, I just yeah. I, I remember vividly going to Toy Stores as a kid, doing the finger walk down the top. To, you know, yep. it, it was a land of wonder and in in yeah. enchantment. And like like I said, I'm gonna what's Grant gonna be all like, hey dad, remember remember when we I don't know, remember when we went on Netflix and flipped through our feed? Like Yeah. No. Having having <laughs> no, to, I don't. having to pick something was an agonizing process of elimination. <laughs> Now kids don't have to do that because you're lucky if you get a choice. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. I just uh, this whole supply problem is just baffling to me. But if toy companies figured out that t- kids don't want toys. Well, and they don't make toys, so they sell them to the adults, and they probably figure the adults who want them are going to find ways to get them. But apparently not, because I, I based on that video that you sent me, adults can't find this stuff either. Yeah. So what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. So what are they doing? Yeah, no, it's, it's funny that like kind of what you just said about the browsing Netflix kind of segues into what I feel, what our main topic of discussion will be for tonight, uh, which big swing, big swing, not really a huge swing. Okay. Um, so again, we are all relatively of a same generation. What Speak I, for yourself, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, we all have films that we talk about that are kind of touchstones, fond memories, things that we watch to this day, things like, you know, predator, die hard, short circuit, any short circuit two, short circuit two, any number of things arena. And hey, I, look, this was conversation before we started the show. I'm still going to any chance I get to bring those movies up. True. Um, so, and I was thinking about how like Jaws. Jaws, you're contractually obligated to mention Jaws. I think in, in we're this, at the Jaws quotient for the evening. <laughs> no, we're not, never. So 
We're that not. would be Neptune's folly to think that. See what you did there? Wow. I like it. Um, I think, I, ironically, though, for this conversation, Jaws 3 would be more appropriate. And it those films, like, hold that place in our history and, you know, the history as a whole. I think one of the reasons because we did not have as instant access to them when we were growing up as we do now, right now, any one of us could get on our phone and start watching any one of the movies. I just recommend Jay put freak down. Hmm? Jay put freak down. <laughs> Don't do that. I want a content <laughs> strike or anything, whatever they do to us. Um, so, so yeah, like what we had back in the day, and I'm sorry if this sounds like old man shakes fist at cloud, um, you know, we had things like HBO where if the movie was on and you wanted to see it, you sat and watched it because that's, that's when you got to see it. Now, you know, there was HBO put out like a little, uh, booklet each month of their <laughs> monthly schedule of what they were going to show. And there was actually like way back in the day commercials in between the films of what they were going to show. And they told you when it was going to be on. So you add that. I remember yep. that little colored, the little colored book that we'd yep. come out in every month. Yep. It was about like, it was like an ash can size. It was mm -hmm. like, ironically enough, it was like the mini comics. They used to yep. come with the He-Man figures, um, which do still come with the new origins figures as well. Uh, and they would tell you when the pay-per-view boxing matches were. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what movie was coming out every yep. Saturday at eight. So, you know, and a lot of times we would watch a film again, like I'll just use Predator as an example. You know, it's Friday night. You, you're sitting down, you're watching Predator. You know, did you necessarily set out to watch Predator? No, but it's what's on. And so that's kind of what you watched. Drew brought up the point earlier. We also had, you know, video stores. Yeah, but even that requires more like action to get. You have to make the choice, get the video key tactic if you're in a big group of people and you all want to run a video you send three you send three people to make the choice they make the choice for the rest make sure you got varying tastes in that three you need a, a liberal a conservative and a tiebreaker do we need the conservative i mean <laughs> conservative serve a purpose cautionary tales really <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, so my, my question is like in this current generation where everything is instantly readily available, how does a film move? I'm using films as a prime example, move beyond like an initial release review enjoyment phase to that kind of like extended life where it's remembered and reverence and viewed multiple times and things like that because i don't i mean like a lot of more time more often than not lately i'm finding myself just turning on cable and flipping through the channels oh yeah because Guilty. the process of like just trying to pick something to watch on streaming if i don't immediately have something that i'm oh watching, it's agonizing is just like i'm, I'm paralyzed just gonna, by choice yeah I'm seriously. Like, yeah, I, it I, is. I can't turn yeah. on a streaming service and like pick some pick something. 
Yeah. And in a sea of everything, I can't possibly land on something. Yeah. So I go on cable and I just flip through the channels till I eventually find a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say the same. Marvel Marvel movies are the new Simpsons and Seinfeld. They're always one on. I feel the same way because just the other day we're sitting around. It's like nine o'clock. Right. We're not in the mood to start something at that point. Yeah. We're tired. Yeah. Okay. I think I either said it before the show or something. Tombstone. Tombstone's been on AMC literally every single night. But the second it hits a commercial, I'm gone. And then I'll move on to the next movie. To the next. But at least. Tombstone still falls into like that category of. Right. You had to seek it out back then. Yep. But that's what it seems like even now on cable. I'm watching movies from then. I'm not actively seeking new stuff. And if it's not a Fast and the Furious movie, it's not on. Yeah. And this, uh, I guess my question is not so much like what, what new stuff, why aren't we watching new stuff? But like, how does something that's new transcend just being new and become that thing? Like for us, like the diehard predator, you, like the what's, HBO what's generation. The second, what's this, what is it? What is a film? Second act. I, yeah, I was literally second, listening, to, it, I was listening life. to you and staring at the wall, trying to think of a movie in the past five years that was not Marvel. That makes me actually want to go back and watch it or think 10 years from now, I'll, want to go back and watch this right is it this nothing it it all just seems like it's something else thrown into the atmosphere onto the next nothing seems to stick lately it feels do you, do you think it doesn't stick because again I decision paralysis or like you're just not forced for lack of a better term into repeated watchings of it because well i think it's part of because it's on to the next thing so it's like, oh, I like, I will fall back to Tombstone again. I like Tombstone. I'm going to go rent Tombstone again. I'm going to actively watch this again because I enjoy it. Yeah. If it's out, maybe I'll find something else. If, if all the boxes of Tombstone, there's nothing behind it, I'm going to move on to another movie or just not watch anything. Right. Now it's just like, oh, I watched, what was a good one? Um... Black Klansman, amazing movie. Moved on to the next movie. It's it, and it's in a fantastic movie. It just doesn't. It just feels like there's no rewatch because you're just moving on to the next thing. If that makes sense, or am I just rambling? No, I I think what you're trying to say is because we have so much choice. You're always looking for the new thing. Yeah, you're less likely to go back to something else, and no, and and there's no. Uh, curator filter forcing you to watch something again. There's no, right. there's no HBO or whatever that says this is on at eight o'clock and that's what's going to be on and that's what you're going to watch. And there's so many choices. And that- you have so much choice that uh, okay, well I'm just going to go find something else. On to the next thing. And it's not the same eight movies playing over and over and right, over again. Right, right. I'm sitting here five hours away. Jaws two's on again. Yeah, seen I- it. On to the next one. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you keep falling, Jay, you keep falling back on Tombstone. I think one thing I keep falling back on is Predator. Because one thing I would like to do at one point is make a, a top five list of perfect films. Um, I've got two. And spoil- top five Predator movies. No, no, 
No. Uh, <laughs> there's there's two. There's, there's done. There's one. Number one. Then there's blanks for two through four, and then there's another one, number five, and then done. Um, put some respect on Predator 2's name. Listen, in comparison to other Predator films, it is amazing. Yes. When you kind of break it down and look at it, eh, not so much. Um, they took a swing. But, like, to me, Predator is a perfect film. And I've gotten to that realization over multiple viewings of it because you're not going to get that from just seeing it the first time. Like you see it the first time, you're like, you know, this is a really good action film, really good visual effects for the time, even by today's standards. Um, You know, you're not necessarily going to break down like, geez, this is really like, three films in one and each one is executed amazingly and you know it needs like and i didn't for the first part of that analysis that breakdown i didn't seek it out like it was just one of those things again that was on like hbo or or tv or something like that that i would just sit and watch it um you know, now when I watch it again, it is because I seek out, like, you know, I remember a couple of years back, Julie had never seen it. I said, we're going to watch Predator. I showed my wife Predator. I am a good husband. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, what is, what is that second life for modern films? What is that? Like, what are, what's the driving force to remind someone that a movie exists? Right. You want my answer? I'm ha- I'm half serious, but I'm I'm half kidding, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm kind of serious. Memes, clips, and memes go further. Clips and memes are a new way that we communicate with each other in shorthand and encapsulate emotion and tone and like context in a short graphic or video clip or whatever, and they live beyond the, the movie even. Right. But by extension, they remind people, oh, what's that from? Oh, it's from this. Oh, I remember that. And in, in the context of the movie, it means this. And I'm applying that to this conversation or to this thing and ha 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 or whatever. Right. That's kind of their second life now. And if that gets people to seek it out or r- remind them that it exists, then that's kind of what it is. It's not the same thing as, quite, it's not the same as HBO, you know, appointment television. Right. But it's something that keeps things in in your life or in your in your mind beyond their shelf but beyond their initial initial release shelf life right it's weird but that's the way that's yeah. kind of the world we live in now but then again the old, you know if you look back to olden times people misquoted movies all the time and in, in that kind of the way we use memes like yeah you know uh play it again sam never actually said in Casablanca. Right. luke i am your father Never was, didn't quite say it that way, yep. but that's, you know, but it's just that kind of thing. Spoilers, by the way, for Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So, but in our modern culture, like how many times have you seen the, the, the stupid, uh, uh, the DiCaprio pointing meme from, from, uh, Hollywood. Wolf uh, of Wall Street. Well, that, that one too. Once upon a time, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh. And like, and me, 
having seen the movie, saw the meme of DiCaprio pointing, and, and I did the same. I did them. I recognize that you he recognizes. I meme the meme. <laughs> but I remember that, yeah, that's from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's when he sees his his performance hit his, the show that he's on on the TV, and he loses his mind because he's, he's really proud of it, and yada yada, and recognizes it, and makes me think of the movie, makes me think of it, the, what it means, yada, you know. And I think that's a good movie. Sometimes you see a meme and you go, that movie stunk. But the meme is funny. I wonder what will come of the new Space Jam. I, I think it gets buried and forgotten soon. One can hope. Best thing to come out of that Space Jam? The new one? There's nothing the, good to come out oh, of that Space Jam. I disagree. One. I've watched it. The Elite's entrance on Wednesday <laughs> was, that was that tremendous. Was classic Space Jam, not new Space Jam. Either way, Jam. it doesn't happen without this corporate synergy of the new one existing. <laughs> Um, so just want to thank LeBron James for that entrance. <laughs> thank you, King. Thank you. <laughs> was amazing. Um, in the movie, does he stare at J.R. Smith like "What did you do?" or Bugs Bunny with that same? It was so bad. <laughs> but by... is Lola Bunny still hot? Listen to this was, guy. <laughs> I was about to say, was she ever? <laughs> Jay. Just drink another Red Bull. <laughs> Do you realize there were there were people that were mad about mad about yes yes like yes what is nothing? you know what okay so in the week they're the same ones that are crying about Pepe Le Pew you know I'm serious this, remember, just anybody who's remembered the Chappelle skit it's the same bad faith arguments I yes I'm, I'm <laughs> yes Dave, Dave Chappelle had it right 20 no. years ago. Uh, anyone mad about that stuff is a bad faith actor. Don't listen to them. They have nothing to say. The, the same people that are complaining about Masters of the Universe. These people don't matter. They're ridiculous. I'm not going to go as far as say a person doesn't matter. They don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they might be matter. They don't matter. I mean, they're made of matter, but they their matter has, has metastasized and is 20 years you know, in the dust. Maturity and moving on is not their strong suit. I will copy that. Okay. I'm not about to go as far as say a person doesn't matter. But that point I will consider. Giving them oxygen just. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Literal um, oxygen or. Fig- figurative <laughs> oxygen. <laughs> if, you, if you give them attention, they just want attention and, and, and the more, the more you kowtow to them, the more they just, they're just going to kick up a storm. When I say they don't matter, I mean ignore them. They have nothing valuable to say. Let them throw their little tantrum. I don't have to acknowledge it. That's that's kind of the wor- where I'm at right now with these people. It's because it's always the same crowd and it's the same tired crap. Go cry on Twitter with your cesspool followers. Nobody cares. Okay. Nobody that matters cares. <laughs> a, a few days with my um, using Twitter before I started a new Twitter account. Just going, it will still allow you to check accounts and things and what's trending. Oh, boy. If you don't filter and have your own things you follow and you just click, oh, what's... Let the, elder, let the algorithm take the yeah, wheel? What, yeah, what, no. what's, what are some of the comments on this? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's some weird stuff on there, too. <laughs> Twitter bad, Jay. Oh, Twitter real bad. Twitter real bad. Twitter scary. Yes. Yep. Um, so, but back to the 
to the point, <laughs> to the point, no faking as we cook some MCs like a pound of bacon. Um, yeah. So what is, so Drew says it's, it's memes and clips. Jay, what do you think the, the second life for modern films is? Again, probably the worst person to ask about this because nothing in my world right now is outside of Disney junior. Yeah. Or star Wars. Cause it's let's right. watch. Oh, my daughter Nola went to bed. Jake wants to go watch. Let's stay up and watch two episodes of Mando. Okay. okay. Now, which is fine. Worst I'm not, thing I'm to not, watch. <laughs> but I have, I've become that parent that it's the, the outside world is dead to me. <laughs> So I'm probably the last person to ask on this because there's so much new things I've just, I, I either can't watch or I'm just exhausted to get to. Um, I don't think like the, like you were saying before, I don't know if the kids are going to be as nostalgic for things because they didn't have to work for it. See, here's the thing. I don't think kids are going to be as nostalgic for things, not because they didn't have to work for it, but because nothing ever goes away now. Like, when we think about the things that we are nostalgic for, you know, the GI Joe transformers, all the stuff we we're talking about earlier, a lot of other things. That's because at some point it went away and we did not have it. And we didn't have like, there was a period, there was a period of time in between when it went away and the explosion of technology that allowed us all to access it again, where all we had was, our memories of it, which led to very strong nostalgia because especially when you think about, I think we think about times where we were kids, it's probably one of the, and I'm sure all kids say this, but like probably one of the best times to be a kid because of the selection of intellectual properties we had to choose from. Um, but like it went away and we ha- we were forced to move on to other things to discover new things and i remember like at certain small points when these things would kind of start to pop up again it was huge like the for star wars the the timothy zahn trilogy the um for like transformers gi joe when transformers got a new comic series from Dreamwave publishing GI Joe got uh ironically enough devils do devil's publishing do. Yeah. um comic series and there were these and there were these things that we saw out there that were not trying to be any more than what they were it's like hey here is a comic series of this thing we used to love and we're going to try and tell a new story with it and that's before it exploded into all these different things but things don't go away anymore because it's all always accessible. Um, it is, but I also think that not everything is going to be around forever. There's going to be another lull. Mark my words. As much as I love the classified line. Yeah. And whatnot. Um, I don't know that snake Eyes set the world on fire at the box office. No, there there will be a lull in GI Joe soon enough. Yeah, and I've had I've had a lot of thoughts about that. We can get into that maybe at a later date. But um, so GI Joe might fall by the wayside for a while, and that's fine. I you know whatever. Uh, 
there, there will always be the community online that can find each other and right. and whatnot. I, maybe that's what you're saying, but like Star, I I I really feel that there's going to be a burnout period at a certain point because we're right now everyone's still trading on all the same stuff that we traded on in the 80s. All that's like still out there and being exploited. I'm air quoting exploited. Right. Whatever it's it's out there, right? I have to imagine at some point people are just kind of kind of look at look at it all and be like, eh. People are going to want something new eventually. Yeah, and whatever they've they've had like Star Star Wars. I know it feels like it could not possibly aliens. ever go away. <laughs> yeah, aliens. <laughs> Jesus. But you know what? I really wonder, like, at what point is it eventually people, people, society just decides, like, man, we've been, we've been stewing in the Star Wars juices for a long time. I, I think... Enough of the Star Wars. I, I think uh, Star Wars may be the one exception to the rule. And that's primarily because in something we've all experienced as father, as fathers, is that that pure Star Wars magic. It works on kids. Will always work on kids. But. And once it gets them in, that's like the throwing the, the dry brush on the fire. Like. You're not wrong. It just starts up a new cycle. It does. The only thing else, the only, the only counter i would say to that is kids are also fickle and their attention spans are by yay big so grant's all about star wars now give me a year i got a feeling he's gonna be like yeah something else yeah good luck with that i i've seen it i've, I've already how, how long has jake been going on star wars jake? about two years okay two years william's about the same last year was it was all puppy dog pals all the time that's kind of uh, it's kind of falling by the wayside yeah. now. Still likes it, but yeah, we yeah. don't put it on as much. Toy Story, smaller microcosm. Right. Grant was all about Toy Story about six eight months ago. Like, yeah. Rotation. I saw those. I saw those movies three times a day, <laughs> every day. Watched all the shorts. Yep. He carried around a sh- his his Woody doll with. He took that. He took that Woody doll everywhere with him for like months. Thing is filthy. <laughs> There's no truth in those films, by the way. Woody would be filthy for real. <laughs> um, but now, no. Toy Story HD remake. He's ca- like he's still recognizing Woody pajamas right now, and yeah. he still, you know, he still re- recognizes it. But he is not like all about it anymore. Right. Kids have kids have their their time with something, and then they jump to something else. No, you're not. I mean, you're not wrong there, but there are those things that kind of endure through all that. I Star, think Star Wars, Wars will one probably do it, but. I just use that as an example being yeah, the biggest, yeah. the biggest target. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I like GI Joe again, going to be a lull transformers. I think is already entering the lull. Those movies burned out quickly. They had a, they had a run. They had a, they had a right. very big run, but when's the, what's the last one that anyone cared about that, that they thought was any good. I know they still make money, but I don't know that yeah. people talk about them in the same, you know, Remember when, when Rise of the Fallen or whatever, what was the second one? I try not to think of it. Okay. But I just remember when the second one came out, that that was like an event, yep. And the first one stunk, but but that second one was like you would have thought it was the, the second coming of whatever. Like people were up for it, and then yep. Devastators, <laughs> t- 
testicles, wrecking balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what? What? Why? This, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. There was that. There was that five minute glimpse of hope in the beginning of Bumblebee. I heard about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, watch it. No, no, sir, no I, I know, it Drew. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but I will still occasionally go back and watch five it minutes. I'll watch that five minutes on loop. I don't care. Oh, real quickly before I forget, uh, Fathom is doing the 1986 nice. animated film. Bring your kids. Just might. See, I want. Well, you're gonna cry like I cry. <laughs> they won't because they don't have the same kind of emotional attachment to the Optimus right. that we do. Spoilers. No, they really don't. He comes back. Don't worry. Yeah, I know he gets better. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, right now, Fortnite's like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. What? I'm old. Me too. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's the thing. Because we're get off my lawn. It's not we're for old. us. Not for us. Yeah. We have PUBG. PUBG's for the for the grown-ups. It's PUBG. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you I'm lame now. No, it's fine. I don't <laughs> play it either. But I know. But I at least know about it. Yeah. Fortnite's for the children's. Like like Wu Tang, <laughs> and and uh, I've even heard of PUBG in a while. I mean, it's probably I've dying on the, the vine name. too. What, the Fortnite kind of killed it, but for 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 a minute, it was like, well, yeah. in the battle royale scene, Fortnite is for the children, PUBG was for the adults, and now Fortnite's just omnipotent. Where yeah. like everything has to apparently be in Fortnite to be relevant in any capacity. Yep. That's weird. That's weird to me. So, um, there, there's your second life for movies, Carl. They're gonna be in Fortnite. <laughs> Not for nothing, they slap Jack Burton in Fortnite. <laughs> Download. You 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 say this. It's going to happen. Yeah, probably. Um, that's how they hook you into Fortnite. Yeah, that's that's true. So yeah, I think that's uh, kind of brings us. Jay, got anything else you want to add? You miss your Funkos from work as much as I do. I really do. I was sent a picture really from do. somebody who um, no longer works there. They went yeah. in to go get their stuff. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. yeah. And um, jokingly before he left, like the last, I'm like, send me a picture of my desk because he used to sit next to me. I missed them all. All yeah. 67 of them. <laughs> Don't remember which ones for sure I have. I know one fell because there's a hole at the top of my desk <laughs> where one is supposed to be. Uh, fun times. I had, to, I had to pack up the, uh, the, the second round that I started doing about eight months ago, my new collection. It's funny. A lot of Grogu's. A lot of croakers. A lot of croakers. I got one. Julie got it for me. All right, folks. Uh, we, did we want to speculate on the, the, the Loki finale and all that business? We can, we can touch we on didn't it. Tell, I mean. Yeah. Is anybody so, else disinterested in the show like I was? Loki? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Jay. I zoned out a bunch. I was into it, but I'm still left with the question of why we needed it. Besides the fact to introduce the multiverse. I get the point of it. I just... And to me, that's a bad reason for for, that, for its existence. I am wary of multiverse. Same. I have, in, I have, I have big concerns. In this medium, um, if they say, hey, this phase is all going to be about multiverse, and at the end of this phase, we're, that's it, it's done, fine. Knock yourself out. Um, I thought Loki was great. Uh, we've talked about this before the, um, I like how each Marvel show is about something and the characters kind of just facilitate that, you know, there is <clears throat> there, it exists on three levels it exists on like a character story level. It exists as forwarding 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe and exists as a story about something. WandaVision was about dealing with trauma. Falcon Winter Soldier was about legacy and can a black man be a Captain America in 2021 America. Loki was about blatantly honest self-realization and intro introspection. And that's what I really liked about it. Uh, just kind of bringing, you know, forcing the character to look within himself and see who he really potentially is. And I, I get that. Yeah. But my problem with it, and I brought it up before, like we saw that already. Like Loki did that in the movies. Yeah. But this did it better. Did it? We got to, we got to like, I mean, come on, man. That, especially in the first episode that just, uh, I could watch an entire episode of him just talking with Mobius and be like, I'm like, this it, is, it, it's fine. But it, it like, we, it, it just felt like, so we had, we had all these episodes for Loki just to come back to where I already saw him get in the films. He already had all the redemption arcs with his brother and with Odin and gave him in, and then he sacrificed himself for, for, for Thor. Like I already saw Loki have this arc. So why do I have to see it again, but longer and with Kang this time? Good. More layers. Like each layer. More I'm not trying to crap next. on it. I'm just because I did enjoy it, but I, but I do question. God, we need Hiddleston. I do question what, like, why it was it necessary? I got two words for you. Why it was necessary? Mm. Crocodile Loki. Now that is the beginning, middle, and end of the conversation. <laughs> Any point you raise in opposition to it is useless. I don't have a retort to that. <laughs> Crocodile Loki is everything. The man has a point. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just positing like it, it, out of all the shows, it felt the most obvious, like, oh, this is, we're setting up something else with this and this is the well, avenue yeah, we chose to do it. Clearly it is the one that forwarded the cinematic and the most. Yeah. Because we know, we knew Kang was coming in the next Ant-Man Wasp movie. I don't think the Kang we saw here will be the Kang. Uh, no, if it's a Kang, it's not the Kang. Yeah, we're going to get multiple. Oh different- God, that's got to be Kang. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get multiple different Kangs before we get to the Kang. If they're setting up the Kang as the big bad of this phase of Marvel, which I'm totally fine with. It feels a little big step down to me, but it's fine. Have some, and but here's the thing, like. A step down is okay. It's fine. Because if you keep trying to ratchet it up after Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, you're gonna get disappointed real quick. I don't I don't need escalation from one phase to the next. I need give me something different. Give but keep telling me good stories. The next story doesn't have to be as big or spectacular as the previous story, as long as it's still good. I'm just saying on the marquee, on the marquee value, Kang doesn't quite make the marquee. My point is he doesn't have to make the marquee in comparison to Thanos. Just tell a good story. That's what Marvel's done in the past. I'm you sure got Dr. Doom sitting continue. on the bench is all I'm saying. This, well, one, this, 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 this will not stand. As you're, as you're so accustomed to saying... We'll get there. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Does, does this feel like this is the, I don't want to say new 52. No. The way no. of getting to this phase is the way to get to next phase where 
You're saying it's a transitional champion. Ex- yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the three-month Chris Benoit. Hey, look, he's what I would consider the most transitional champion of that time. Then he did some awful things. Yes. It's just the bridge to get to the next step. Like we, this was to get us to, oh yeah, we just bought Fox. Now we get our other play toys back. The bigger play toys. The X-Men play toys. Maybe. And to help you continue to forget that Robert Downey Jr. will not come back. Chris Evans is gone. We're going to introduce Ironheart is don't know her, we don't we don't know yes her, so yeah. whoever Ironheart Riri Williams it's I get what you're that, saying or that the multiverse is going to re uh, this is my fear is that it, we're going to hit the recast button using the multiverse I don't variant think Tony Stark they'll do that I if they did I hope they don't because that if they feels did, that gross. Would be like I don't think they will. I think I, th- I think they're smart enough to not do that. I think they are know they? people ain't gonna buy it. Yeah. Pe- people um, people were okay with recasting Rhodey and like, you know, and Banner, but you 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 recast Captain America or Iron Man, you, you, you're yeah. you're pushing the public public's uh, trust in you a little much. Right. Um big big you're well, not I, under, I mean like big, big very big you're not Ron vibes. No. <laughs> Well, if you, I mean, I get like, okay, we're giving the mantle of Cap to Sam. Okay. Yes. But I'm just like, there's not that lead number one Iron Man now. I mean, they can obviously develop that person. I just am afraid they're going to say, hey, the new next new kid, we'll just do a multiverse. And here's plucky young Tony Stark, but it's not Tony Stark. Teenage because Tony's we, back, baby. Because we need an because we need an Iron Man. Not that we need somebody good. We need Iron Man. What you're like, saying you know, is, you're you're no. I had a point and I lost. <laughs> what what you're saying is, I'm trying to book Mar- the territory, Drew. Marvel does not. You're, you're going to appreciate this parallel. What you're what you're saying is, you think Marvel doesn't want any one character to become bigger than the brand. WWE yeah. style, baby. <laughs> They don't want anyone to have any sway over them, so they're just going to introduce a bunch of B players. And, Anybody and, can be and, Iron and, Man and coast and coast I mean, on the Marvel name. And that's but when you think about it, that's how this whole thing started. You introduce a bunch of B players. What'd you start with? You start out with Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. Which at the <laughs> you time you start off with Charlie Chaplin and the Human Torch. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Chaplin, the Human Torch, and Australian number four. Um, <laughs> Hey, to be fair, he rocked. He rocked that Star that Star Trek opening scene. And so you start out with Iron Man, Cap, and Thor, which at the time in two thousand eight are all B players. They they're B players, but I don't. You know, I never really bought that that they were B players. They weren't X Men or Spider Man, but they were easily Marvel's most iconic characters Not outside of the outside of Spider Man and X Men iconic to comic readers maybe but not to the public at large they were there was a public awareness of them but that like you know that but that's all you needed johnny normal on the street knew that a character called iron man and captain america existed that's all they needed but yeah but that's almost the very definition of a b player Mm. like we know you exist that's about it I mean, like they. I mean, come on, man. They they were B characters. 
when this whole know. thing starts. I don't disagree. I, I kind of disagree, but well, you disagree because Cap's one of your all-time favorite characters. That's right. You don't want to have one of your favorite characters be a B character, and I get that. But there's you kind of have to acknowledge like reality. Daredevil got a movie, and yeah. he's like C list. Yeah, the movie didn't help him move up that <laughs> no, list. No, it didn't. I'm just saying. So I mean, it's like it's. Again, if you're going to do the multiverse thing for this phase and then put it to bed at the end of phase, I'm all for that. I don't want to see what Jay is describing happen. I don't want to see the multiverse lead to like reboots and things like that. Also, I think Jay raises a point where like, you know, you've got, you know, Marvel's plans are always very fluid. They always have plan A, B, and C. And right now, you know, is this where they probably thought they were going to be after Avengers Endgame, prior to the Fox purchase? Probably not. This is probably like plan B or plan C to get us to be able to go into things like the X-Men, things like the Fantastic Four, things like that. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go because there's a possibility that this could not be, uh, this could almost be like a, a mini phase to where it ends with Ant-Man 3. Mm. With, that Kang could come and be resolved in that. Or Kang could go on and be other things. Either way, as we've mentioned on the show numerous times, their credit with us is very well established. It is. And, you know, we got What If coming next. Which, okay, great. Sure, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we have Black Widow. Enjoyable. Which was... But also done. <laughs> Yeah, enjoyable. Um, probably, I, I, probably I liked it a lot more than I thought it would actually. Yeah, it was it was great. Did you? I was Black just going to ask you guys if you saw it as you started talking. I have not seen it yet. It's okay. good. Spoiler, it's good. Spoilers. It's good. really good. Yeah, worth the yep. purchase. Mm-hmm. Considering what you would pay for theater tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, um, I think it has problems. It has the Marvel problem of way too big finale for the story we were trying to tell. But it's fine. I dug it. Characters are all fantastic. Um, and it reminded me a lot of like Winter Soldier. So it gets it gets yeah, gets the Drew thumbs up. It's a bold statement. I'm just, you know, again, not without its problems. I I I can pick at it, but I but I did enjoy it a lot. Yeah, so as usual, I think Marvel's in a good place and going in the right direction. I there's i don't think they've had a miss with their disney plus shows yet no um i really like how disney plus has gotten me to appreciate weekly releases again and not just gorging everything when it first comes out i so as not to get spoiled anything yeah i hate that uh netflix model binge it no give me the drip <laughs> give me the drip i enjoy it now um what else do we have we missed yeah. this month? Uh, Loki, Black Widow. Uh, eh, eh. <laughs> Flash is doing stuff. Sure. Believe that one. See it. I mean, Batman's in it. Okay. Apparently, Suicide Squad's good. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's James, James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. I actually I'll, look forward to this one. James Gunn and Sylvester Sloan voicing a talking shark. Okay. What can go wrong? 
John Cena is a turn off for me, but whatever. I'll allow it. The John Cena walking around everywhere dressed as Peacemaker is starting to get a little old. Jay, you're talking to the person who I was. If you see, if you can find him. I know that you know. I was tired of John Cena 10 years ago. (laughs) Oh, I can beat you. Watching watching him fail upward is really frustrating to me. The problem is he, from everybody backstage, he is, he just seems like the most phoniest person. I'm shrugging. People, people whose opinion I would feel like I would trust wrestling wise. Don't like him. I, I just don't. He is the Tom Brady of wrestling. Yes, that's that's an apt. Yes, yes. Only, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna appreciate this. Brady actually is talented. See, what I gave him a compliment. You're welcome, Carl. That was for you. (laughs) Otherwise, I would never do this. Bitter Saints fan is still sitting here going, if Jared Cook didn't fumble in the third quarter, we were marching down and we're gonna score again, and Tampa wouldn't have won. I digress. Cena, Cena has made a lot with very little. Uh, anyway, I don't so, like the guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my uh, as we shift a little bit to wrestling here. Yeah, put on my tinfoil hat, Go conspiracy on. theorist. I think I think WWE has a very sinister plan. They they figured out a way to to beat AEW. They're gonna release all their talents, make AEW sign them. And then just have too much talent and not be able to do anything good with it and ultimately collapse on itself and then sign them all back when AEW collapses. That is actually a slight rumor I've heard that they might actually be thinking, like Vince doesn't realize how much money uh, the cons have. The cons out are worth several times more than Vince McMahon. That he's like, in the conference call, he said, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll just give them more talent then, I guess. Yeah. Okay, because the idea is we'll just they'll just keep signing people and wasting money. What what was the, I said in the one chat? Um, the cons will just build another football field, <laughs> drill another hole, build another football field because they he look he's got owns an NFL franchise money. Yeah, you couldn't do that, Vince. You had to start and create your own league to think that you were in the same boat <laughs> as those twice. As those people are beyond wealthier than you. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> let me ask you guys this now as, as a relatively newer fan. Um, obviously, it is very exciting. The prospects of the potential talent coming to AEW. Is there a point? I know we have a second show coming in Rampage, but again, that's only an hour long show on late night, Friday night. Is there a point when you do? do actually have too much talent and as much as i'm excited about the new talent coming in i don't want the new flashy established talent to drown out the talent that's been there since day one like obviously yeah daniel bryant cm punk really exciting to have i don't want them coming in and halting like jungle boy and sammy guevara's development I don't think you have to worry about that. Well, I mean, that's why I'm asking. I don't know because you, you, I'm relatively you, new. You bring them in, pop your audience higher, get more eyes on them. And you and give as, those young guys years, the rub. As a couple of years go, it's it's a process. 
as they start, you start to transition. This is the problem that WWE never did. There was never a transition. It was old guys, old guys, never put over the younger guys. Bury we the younger to, guys. Now we have to... I haven't watched Raw in almost two and a half years. Why is Goldberg on the show? Why are all these old acts still showing up to WrestleMania? Why is Edge still main event? I like Edge. Most people don't. I know Drew I hates him. loathe him. But because they haven't established anybody and they've cut all their younger guys because, well, they didn't get over. Because you didn't let them get over because you either 50-50 booked them against other young guys and they butted up against each other or they never beat older established guys. John Cena, Randy Orton, they're still at the top because you didn't let them lose to make the other guys shine. AEW hopefully is smart enough. You Punk comes in. Holy crap, CM Punk is here. Holy crap, Daniel Bryan is here. No. Brian Danielson is here. Correct. His mama named him Brian. <laughs> Call him Brian Danielson. <laughs> then um, you can transition Jungle Boy, like Hangman. It's going to simmer. Let it simmer. Let him pop a big win against Dan Brian Danielson. That's I think huge. That's, I think that's the plan, if you want my Let honest opinion. Because Hangman just lost his title shot, right? Yeah. People are behind him big time. Yeah. Now he's not getting his title shot. What do you do with him now? I'll tell you what you do with him. You have him slow. You slow burn it longer. You give you put some other guys in front of Omega. You have or not forget forget Omega. How do you build up Hangman's confidence? You have some some hot shot big name come in like Brian Danielson. You feud him with Hangman, and Hangman goes over. Now he's got the confidence to face Kenny Omega yeah. next year or whatever. Like you, 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 you I, do it that way. I guess the plan was that Hangman was going to face Kenny at All Out, but All Out's being in Chicago. CM Punk potentially coming in. You don't want. I think Punk's working Darby. Yo, yeah, yeah, but he will. The theory is he will initially premiere at All Out in Chicago, mm. and you don't want. Hangman's big moment to get outshined. Right, yes, right. Yeah, that's that's a good point, and that's that. See, that's smart. Drew <laughs> says I have a mind for the business. He, he's for a rookie. He, I've been he, impressed with Charles' it. figurings of the businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I share your concern about the talent acquisition. Like you, they, it's it's been said a million times in a lot of chats with me and Jay. Like they can't sign everybody. But they do seem to be choosy about who they do sign. And when the guys they do sign seem to be working out just fine and not to the detriment of anyone else, per se. Like, if they sign CM Punk and, and Brian Danielson, am I going to be sad that QT Marshall's not on my show anymore? <laughs> no, I'm not. QT does need to go away. <laughs> All due respect to the guy, probably a great trainer, probably works wonders with the kids. I don't need him on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? No, I <laughs> no. And I was this actually. They had a thing with Cody today. They had a whole conference call thing with him, mm. and he he. It was asked of him, "When is it too much?" He said, "We're going to sign guys who will move the needle." Yeah, he's not directly saying because he said, "Don't." He's the first thing he said was, "Don't ask me about rumors. I will not answer them. You are wasting your question." Then he says, "We'll sign people who move the needle." 
You need those guys, though. You're at a 1-1 rating. Punk's going to move a needle. Danielson's going to move a needle. Yeah. It's Bray Wyatt moving a needle. Bray, Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt will move a needle. He will, actually. Wait, and I'm not even a huge fan of his, but I know people people were into his character in a big, bad way. I would probably be more into him if they didn't screw him up so often in WWE. Like, his character was super interesting. And every time, they, every chance they got, they found a way to screw it up. But then, and now, rumor is that Adam Cole's contract is coming up. He's working on a agreement. Hot dog if, and a handshake. If, if he <laughs> if he leaves, I think he falls into the same boat as like Miro. He's from the other company. Yeah, Cole a little le- Cole much less than Miro. Miro is like Miro was over. Miro's a big- NXT guy though. Cole's an indie darling who came over to WWE. Right. He's got that kind of to the AEW crowd. He's he's, he's got that credit. He yeah. can come in and yeah, just yeah, be like yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. We're good with you. But he can still middle around that upper mi- upper card where Miro is. Or like Christian Cage. But like Christian is Christian, I feel, is in the same kind of thing like Punk and Danielson to a lesser extent. Christian's there to get guys over. Matt Hardy's there to get those lower guys over. Till they graduate, yeah, right, 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 to the Miro Adam. I'll say Adam. I'll put Adam Cole in there. Adam Cole spot with Hangman, who will graduate to losing to Danielson and Punk, then beating them to get to the top of the mountain. Omega will start to lose and fall back down. Jericho will start to fall. Jericho already. Ha- I mean, he already has. He's starting to move down, but that's when MJF. Yep. Moves up. Yeah. Jericho, Jericho, Jericho like jobbed Jer- Orange Cassidy like three times. He fell this, in a vat of oranges. <laughs> the, this maybe maybe it's just me, but like the the trials of Jericho thing seems like I'm going to do the crazy tits and I'm going to go away for a while. It very well could be. He's fifty. He, he just knows pain of glass. Death matches aren't my thing, but that was still a pretty good showing of that. Sure. Domino's Pizza doesn't think so. Domino's, perhaps Blue Ribbon's <laughs> jumping on that. But Dom, Domi, do, Domino's is fine. But <laughs> if they're doing it right, they're going to do it the right way that WWE screwed up. They're right. going to use top talent to get eyes who will then bring the eyes to the to the lower... To the new kids. New kids yeah. who will then be brought up to the top of the mountain, the middle of the mountain as you cycle through people. Yeah, you don't, you don't just put Jericho on top but, forever. But yeah. you... But to... Going back to like WCW in the late 90s, they had the greatest roster probably ever assembled. Rivaled maybe 2002 WWE. You can't have enough talent. I don't care if one of them doesn't sh- it shows up once a month. If he's out there putting on a bust ass match, fine. Yeah. You need a you need a William Regal doing amazing things on WCW Saturday night. Fine. You need you need those not everybody's going to be at the top, but you can. I know what you're saying. You it, can, not it, everyone's going to be on top, but you can make the most of your slot. You can have a great show from top to bottom. Right. Your mid card doesn't have to suck. It can be a bunch of good. Right, the late WCW, WCW 90s, Raven, Saturn, Malenko, Eddie, Benoit, all those guys. The, the luchador, the, the whole, the, luchador, the whole scene. luchador scene. That's what kept it together with the nwo angle and the top guys 
you had top to bottom a great card. For God's sakes, people wanted to actually watch Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. <laughs> but there were still decent workers who, in another time, might have been higher up or in another company, a smaller company, would have been like top guys. Right. You need as much talent as you could possibly get. There's no, we're not going to sign you because we just don't have the room. We'll make room for you. Right, right, right. We have two internet shows and another hour coming on Fridays. If we're smart and we know what we're doing, we will find a spot. Yeah. And if, and if everyone's putting in the work and the, and the show is stacked, everybody's over to a degree where you can slot anyone into the main event if you need to, whenever. Right. And you have, you can even, in the, the, the forbidden door doesn't exist anymore. It's a screen that has that that the dog ran through. <laughs> yeah, because who, who do we got? Coming? We got Ibushi and Moxie. No, no Moxie, Moxie no. and Sammy Callahan. No, no, the, who was on the the video? Tanahashi. Part. Yeah, Tanahashi. So the rumor is is Moxley's facing somebody at all out from NJPW. It's probably Tanahashi. It, it's probably Tanahashi. Well, the good and now the good thing with that's, that is that's bananas. Now you got all this talent in AEW. But everybody's eyes are, let's go back to, there's content everywhere. You can watch all these guys since the Forbidden Door is broken down on New Japan World. You can watch them on Impact. So everything's fresh. Guy's not on, guy's not on AEW for a few weeks. Okay. Then he's off somewhere else. Enough people are watching him. You bring him back. He's still hot. You're not losing anything over three weeks. Right. You've got that core audience i guess that's looking at other places that's aew's audience right now is really more hardcore and right now and but and and new people though they skew young but but and and, but and nothing and and nothing is and nothing is off limits but carl but carl knows how to find it's more accessible now than when they were doing ecw wwe talent switches right 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 you you had this, you would see a WWE guy show up in ECW when Jerry Lawler did it. Right. It wasn't a big thing for WWE fans, but it was a big thing for ECW fans because, like, oh my God, this guy's here. I think I, I lost think the narrative the, on that one, actually. I don't think that's a good example of what's going It's a, the, It's actually a bad example of yeah, what's going on now. The, the reason but, that I started watching was because, like, obviously we had. You know, we've spoken prior to AEW becoming thing. We've spoken a lot on the show about different events happening in wrestling. I've been over to your place a couple times for like NJPW mm-hmm. shows. And like, I got into it because it was like, all right, here's something, you know, Drew has, has tried out a bunch of things that I've liked in one way or another over the years. So here's kind of my way of returning the favor. Let me, let me try this out because I used to watch, but didn't just stop watching. Um, but I went into it knowing like it's theater, but like the, the fun of it to me, like, isn't just watching the shows. The fun of it is like our conversations around them (laughs) and like, you know, fantasy booking and, you know, wondering what different things are and wondering what planet Ray Phoenix comes from. (laughs) He is not human. Um, he's my favorite. He's just Ray Phoenix. Um, cause he might be Spider-Man. It's just like, he's, he might be Spider-Man. Um, so, but I guess at the, at the end of the day, what you're saying is at all out Kenny Omega versus Ric Flair. 
that that we're, that's where we're going. <laughs> and then after that, Rick is flying to Japan and working the G one. <laughs> sure. Carl, do you? Sure. Do you know? Do you know, do you know the G one? The giant tournament. Drew has told me. Okay. Yes. yes. Rick Flair will be working sixteen matches over a ten day span. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, win- and winning. <laughs> well, Flair don't job in Japan. <laughs> um. But even like, there's another guy like Andrade. He's another one that yeah. he's in that middle tier. He will move up if they keep, depending on which manager they give him next week. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he 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 came in with a lot of like hype, and I feel like after that Matt Seidel match, he's got some work to do. He, his debut was it was a wet fart, as far as I'm concerned. It he showed up. He had Vicky Guerrero, who okay, she draws I, heat. I have no issue with I have no issue I, with her. She's a heat magnet, but he, she wasn't the one to be with him. That's fine. That's fair. Not when you were supposed to be like bringing in this like star, or it was supposed to come off as a star. That's why I said to to Drew and Allen, who they got signed. You signed the Iconics, put them with Vicky Guerrero. We will all go deaf. <laughs> I like where she's at. Like they moved her over. What is she? Who's she with now? It's with I don't even know. Nyla. She's with Nyla. Yeah. Okay. With that god awful BT the BTE skit. That they, they killed. Do. They killed it. It's over. They did. Yeah. I haven't watched in a couple weeks. Thank. It's it's thank done. God. Now you get Ryan Nemeth doing insane art films. And, um, and, and I'm back it, on board. It's, it, it, it's <laughs> I I did not like the Hollywood hunk segments. His new weird art film segments are amazing. <laughs> And the multilingual love story of Leva Bates and Peter uh, Avalon. And Peter Avalon. Oh, Peter Avalon. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's so great. You, you, every company needs a I'm Peter gonna, Avalon. I'm not gonna lie. BT was on was on lull for a while. Ironically, when the when the title left, then went to Sammy's. Oh ball. my god, I missed when I missed dipped. the title defenses. But they're back. Drunk, they're back. Drunk, I just need but, drunk John Silver in my life every week. <laughs> Gator golf was a high bar though. Gator golf was Gator a high golf. bar. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. But yeah, we we're all over the we've place. gone long. <laughs> we're all over the place, but we're having fun, and that's like I kind of like where where the how we're doing the show now. Just just having good, fun conversations we can enjoy, um, folks. If you wanna if you wanna suggest something for us to speak about, if you want again send in recommendations for a duty top five list, um, by all means reach out to us, talk to us, let us know. Just because we don't post a recording doesn't mean we are not going to ever record again. So you can <laughs> you can email us anytime it's like, you want. It's like the sign in clerks. I assure you, we're open. Just um, put that as the banner on our yeah, Facebook page. Pretty much. Uh, you can find us at the following social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devils Do Podcast.com. That being said, Jay, any closing thoughts? NJPW World is 9.99 yen a month. It's a good investment. Especially when the G1's coming up. I'll lose so much of my life. And thank God that the gyms are back. I can feel somewhat comfortable going back to the gym because i that's how I'd watch the G1 was just cardio and a little bit of Japan on my phone. All righty. Drew, any closing thoughts? Uh, no. All righty. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much again for joining us. We appreciate it. And we will see you, talk to you all next time. By the power of Grayskull. Skull.